This is the Open Forum Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Open Forum Podcast. My name is Mike Miller, joined by my co-host Mike Martinez to bring you the news, helpful insight, and more from the world of physical education. Mike and I are actually joining you from the new Open Forum Podcast studio, a.k.a. my bedroom, a.k.a. <laughs> I moved and had to build the whole studio again. So hopefully we sound good. Some of you have might have gotten a preview of like intros and outros recorded in a bunch of our conference audio. If there is something that's different or it's not really working all that great or it's not as good quality as it was previous to that audio, just tweet it myself or Mike or email us at openforumpod at gmail.com and let us know. Still kind of trying to work out the bugs. So, Mike, what's up, man? Dude, I'm just I'm psyched to be here with you. I feel like we were on a roll for the last uh, a few months ago. We were doing this on like a, a monthly basis. And with summertime and us being all over the place, I feel like I haven't been in yeah. the same room with you doing this. We, we haven't. We have literally haven't been in the same room since. In months. Since we spoke to Stephen Vaughn. That's right. That's right. But I'm, ex- I'm excited. Lots of big things going on. Uh, unfortunately, the end of summer has come. Womp womp. But brand new school year. Both of us are, are rocking and rolling in. Brand new schools. New schools, new yep. buildings, new students, new experiences. So hopefully as, as time goes on, we can share more details about that but i'm just excited to be talking phys ed again and and chatting with some great people and keeping that momentum going cool, how about man. you so the new school's been great been kind of a little learning learning curve because the building is made up a lot of by a lot of veteran teachers mm-hmm. that just you know have their way of doing things and the building runs a certain way so me the new guy coming in I think is is better because I'm coming in with experience. Like if I was a brand new day one teacher, uh, it would be tough. But coming in, I have uh, real two really great teachers that I'm teaching with that are already there that have been there for a number of years, which is kind of helping make my transition a little bit easier. Sure. And you know I have a, a bunch of classes in classrooms, so trying to think through that and plan for that, but. All in all, it's been it's been a really great start of the year. You mentioned veteran teachers and, and years of experience. I feel that I've been leaning a lot on my experienced teacher tricks, my, my veteran tricks, to kind of get used to teaching elementary PE again and getting kids excited about movement. And one thing I've been using a lot is is music. Music is a is a staple of my teaching. It's something that gets kids used to stop and start signals. And again, just just enjoying moving to a beat, uh, you know, tapping their feet, snapping their fingers, and just enjoying the overall presence of being in PE. Speaking of veterans and experience and music and rhythm, we are joined by and all of those things. All those things. <laughs> all of those things. We are joined by some of the most veteran, most experienced, most excited, most passionate, most rhythm-filled gentleman that the the podcasting world has ever seen did you miss any adjectives or i got plenty more if we need them but <laughs> damn good looking devilishly <laughs> good looking as jim DeLine would say some of the from my own my own background some of the 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 best in the business when it comes to teaching dance in pe and and, and using moving to rhythm to get kids excited uh, i'm gonna go ahead and let the, these four gentlemen introduce themselves because there's no words that i could use to that, that could do them any justice. So why don't we start off with, with Scott? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Where are you from? Any accolades you want to share? Get this rolling, buddy. What's up, guys? My name is Scott Williams. I've been teaching for 15 years at Meriwether Lewis Elementary in Charlottesville, Virginia. I've been dancing for about 10. Um, I have my own YouTube channel, NLSPE, and I was Virginia and shape Southern District Dance Teacher of the Year in 2015-2016. Excellent. Welcome to the show, Scott. Great to see you. Chris, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I'm Chris Walker. I am in my 23rd year of teaching. I am the vice president of the NC North Carolina APER here in, I guess, North Carolina. I've been teaching at the same school, year-round school, all this time. Do a lot of coaching. And outside of that, it's just like to have fun. <laughs> I tell you, as much as I love 
Chris Walker as a person, I hate the fact that he's going to his 23rd year of teaching and doesn't look a day over 23 he years old. He looks great. I, I, it, it drives me nuts. When when he says that in conference sessions, when he's teaching for 23 years, you see the whole room go, what? what? <laughs> Believe the hype, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of the hype, Brandon, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? My name is Brandon Herwick. I teach at Albertus W. Becker Elementary School. Uh, I taught for four years in Brooklyn, and now this is my fifth year uh, going Albertus W. Becker, teaching at Albertus W. Becker. Uh, nobody knows what the W stands for. I think it stands for wonderful. Um, I also have a YouTube channel that's just Brandon Herwick. You can find me on Twitter at Brooklyn Dreamer because I used to work at Brooklyn Dreams. So it, it reminds me of where I started, which is also where I met uh, the wonderful Mike Martinez and Mike Miller. And I'm just so excited to be here. I am also the New York State Aford Dance Section President. Excellent. We're, we're thrilled to have you. I, I believe we've saved the best for last. Mr. Perillo, who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? May, may I? Mr. Perillo, the award-winning YouTube, YouTube channel. YouTube sensation. Perillo. That's right. Coach Perillo in the house. <laughs> yeah, well, thanks for that uh, wonderful introduction. Ben Perillo, I teach in Texas, Dallas Metroplex area. I've been teaching for about 18 years and I've been on the same campus every one of those years. Along with Scott, we kind of hit the time frame of 2015. I was Texas Elementary Teacher of the Year and 2016 Southern District Teacher of the Year for Shape America. And then, as you all mentioned, the, the YouTube channel thing, you just type in Coach Perilla, it should pull up uh, everything. I try to keep it all simple, keep it all one thing. Excellent, excellent. Well, I'm thrilled to have you for We are thrilled to have you guys on here. Uh, between the four of you, I believe there's 50 plus years of PE experience and anyone who's who's familiar with YouTube or who's on Twitter knows that these guys, the four of you, are, are trendsetters in terms of sharing your content and sharing what you're doing in your gym. And it, it's really a, a wonderful, wonderful experience to share a few minutes with you guys and talk shop and specifically to talk about dance education. Dance is something that I feel like is kind of a hot button like a, almost a taboo subject to teach. It's not for everyone, but you guys seem to really lean into it and 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 set the tone in terms of what great dance education in PE should look like. So let's go in reverse order, starting with Ben. What is dance education to you? Well, uh, for me, I kind of, I don't know if it's a different approach or whatnot, but to me, I just see dance as, as moving to music and staying with the time. It doesn't have to be necessarily certain dance moves or anything. If, People have seen my videos. It's a lot of things like jumping jacks and squats and, and lunges. <laughs> it's more of that than more dance-oriented. Um, but it's been very vital to, to my program. Started with my first year out, like kindergarten coming in. I'm like, I don't know what I'm, these guys are little bitties. I don't know what to do with them. So I talked to a friend, and he kind of told me his routine. I kind of ad adapted his to match myself. And so I started kindergarten, first grade, we hit dance you know, every day we would dance and do simple songs and just sim do simple movement to the songs as long as it was on the rhythm. So to me, that's the way I feel. If I can get the kids to love to move to the to a beat or find a beat, then to me, that's, that's the way I see it. And I think that's how a lot of teachers who are maybe like intimidated by maybe, let's say, teaching an entire unit of dance or certain dance moves or certain routines, they kind of, they, they start with that like warm up routine. You know, just a, a short, quick dance, simple moves, just to get their students used to moving to the music. Now, Brandon and, and Scott, from what I've seen from your guys' YouTube videos and seen you at, at conferences, you guys seem to be a little bit more choreography-based with actual moves and things of that nature. Do you have a, a little bit of a, of a different take than Ben does, or do you kind of fall in line with, with his philosophy? So, um, you know, for me, I'm a fan of classical dance and Broadway dance and more performance dance, but I, I absolutely agree with Ben in that. In physical education setting, I think there's three goals we're trying to go for. We're trying to express, we're trying to exercise uh, or work out, and we're trying to tell a story. So with the choreography, I mean, I think it's important to know that there is rhythm, that there are beats, that we can move to music, but I think a movement story in which you create movements like to 
today we're going to make a pizza or today we're going to go through the process of making spaghetti. Like that can also be a dance in which we're moving to a rhythm. We're telling a story and we're expressing how we feel, but we're also making other people feel by the movements we do as well. So I think I'm somewhere in between in which, um, you know, Scott won't admit it, but he has some pretty sweet moves uh, <laughs> and, and has a choreographer in mind, you know, and, and Ben also has some, you know, choreography moves more on the fitness side. I think I'm somewhere in between where I really appreciate, you know, I thought about going into music theater at one point in life so I can appreciate that choreographed performance. But I also think that, um, you know, in physical education, it, it should be, again, you should be able to express yourself. You should get a good workout out of it and you should be able to tell a story with it. Well, a big theme that runs through a lot of your teaching, Brandon, is storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, the way I teach, you know, I, I try to take my classroom as a stage, you know, and, and we're all performers. So it's kind of this fluid thing where we're all moving around and I'm being able to express. And sometimes I'll sing in class and I'll get real loud and I'll get real quiet, you know, and I think that's just an engagement piece. It, it's not everyone's style and it, it might not work for everyone, but, um, you know, throughout life, we kind of remember life through stories and through things that become important in our memory. So, you know, if our goal is to remind students that fitness and exercise and staying healthy is fun and should be a life, uh, lifelong passion, um, you know, keeping it, making it fun and making it a story is one way for them to remember that and carry it on throughout their life. What do you think, Scott? I think Brandon put it perfectly. I don't, tell the story as much as he does i just like to get out there and have fun but the number the one thing i wanted to say was it is important to to include it in your curriculum because it is in our shape national standards it's in the sols at the state level um, for that reason alone i hope most teachers would be willing to address that the rhythm the creativity i love the collaboration the communication that my kids get to do uh we we give them a lot of unique opportunities where they're not following along with me. They are actually choosing the music. They are forming their groups. They are communicating, collaborating on a daily basis for week-long periods um, outside of PE. And I feel that those opportunities, it just, it just takes our program to a different level. And we use dance as a celebration quite often too. Even, even if we're not doing a, a dance per se, a dance unit, we'll sometimes have celebratory dances if you do something particular in a tag game or if you, if you win a match, you celebrate with a dance. So we try to make it the cool thing to do. We try to make it fun for the kids, seen as a celebration, so they're more likely to buy in. And it's definitely, I want to echo what Brandon said about uh, it's a lifetime skill. It's a lifetime time sports it's very accessible you can play a youtube video right now in your house and have your own dance party solo with your family um, you're going to be using it you're going to see it in, in middle school when you go to your dances you're going to see it at high school you're going to see it at weddings bar mitzvahs it's going to be everywhere in your whole life so i think it's an important component of any pe curriculum and now chris i i, I want to lean into a little bit of what scott just ended with and what ben was talking about before about not maybe going so much dance move based, but just moving to rhythm based with that kind of lens on dance education. Why is it something that, that's important for you to include in your, in your program? So I'm with those two guys. I, I don't do as much like um, dancing as in, you know, like say ballroom or um, salsa dancing within it, but I do a lot of movement. So I do a lot of things like copycat where I have the kids, you know, copying what I'm doing. Um, and then we'll like lead, like different kids go up and lead each other in a dance in front of the class. And, and I do that fitness aspect too. So I have a lot similar how Ben comes in with the rhythm and movement. The thing that I have, I add a lot with mine is music. And so I have like a bad genre of music that I use from country, western to rock and roll. And uh, the kids move a lot to it. And then I've noticed that with using that different styles of music um, within my curriculum, that the kids, they, you know, they move better. Like, you know, if we're walking, I got slow music on it. And those memories I create with the songs, I hear parents come back and tell me that, um, hey, you know, my kids said they heard this song and they did this movement or we're doing a throwing activity or different things like that. So I, I am with, you know, adding that movement in, whether it's a traditional dance, whether it's a line dance, and I'll slide those in every once in a while. Um, I've just gotten into, you know, adding uh, our dancers' videos in 
and shared it with my school. And a lot of the teachers have started picking up on it and doing those dances with the kids. And they'll come to, my, come to class, Coach, yes, we can do your dance now. And so it was like super awesome um, to have that. And so I had that, you know, Ben's, Ben's dances, Scott's other dances that he has on, on their channels. And they fall in love with it. So I try to give them an out within their, um, that when they have, you know, some Randy dancing, them getting on the iPads, having to dance. And I do a lot of action-based learning. So with that, I take what I do in my class, in my classroom setting, the gym, with the music and the rhythmic. And so I put that into the classroom. So I use it that way and just try to create those experiences to where they're lifelong, lifelong learners with it. Because like this, uh, Scott was saying as well, it's like, they're going to dance. They're going to go to a party. They're going to go middle school dance, high school dance. And, you know, if they can go right, go left, front, and back, you know, everybody in grapevine here or there, mm-hmm. you know, they'll be able to do almost every line dance there is. So, yeah, it's just the experience, the movement that I try to create with the kids, uh, with having fun every day. I think we've got, like, four flavors of dance education happening. We have Perillo, who is, you know, straight up, like, fitness moves, very simple routines. We have Brandon, that loves to tell a story, very thematic. We have Chris, who likes to use music to dictate moving in his class. And then we have Scott, who loves to put a good choreographed dance and, and, and bust a move. So we've already seen that. And I've always thought of dance as a little bit of in, an intimidating thing to dive into. And being around these four guys especially has kind of inspired me to get into it a little bit. I was experimenting the other day with a uh, Zumba Kids routine, mainly because my daughter went to Zumbini this summer and she loved it. She's a year and a half and she loves Zumbini. And I saw it in action one day and I was like, you know what? I can I can do this. I can totally do this. So I experimented a little bit with a Zumba Kids video and my kindergartners the other day and I think it went over well. So it's it's just getting getting over that hump to just to dive in. Now, I think there's a lot of teachers out there who, for whatever reason, have a hard time getting over that yeah. hump, whether it's maybe I don't feel comfortable, you know, with anything besides a one two step or I, you know, I'm not a big fan of dancing or I don't want to look silly in front of my kids as someone who as a group of people who have so much experience doing this and kind of crashing through that vulnerability wall. What are some ways that you would kind of sell a teacher? If you have a new guy or girl in your building, who's a little apprehensive to jump into this, what are some ways that you would go ahead and and try to make the pitch to get them over that hump? I think one way um, is like how Ben uses it with fitness and do it with fitness, with music. And um, what I found enough to teachers, new field school educators and classroom teachers is to, um, put their favorite music on and just move to it rhythmically. When you do that, I mean, like I said, the kids are looking at you and like uh, Brandon was saying, you're, you're on the stage and you're the, you're the key performer, you're the director. So whatever you do, they're going to do as well. So I was just like, you know, get on, get the music out, you know, whatever you like, favorite music and just move to it. The kids will follow. And uh, I think that's one, you know, easy way to start off with it, you know, get that toe wet. And then from there, it's like, you know, kids will start bringing their own music from what I found. And then they're bringing in you know, like uh, Brandon said, he had one kid who wanted to tell him how to brush his teeth, um, but can't do the brush your teeth at school. <laughs> but, uh, kids will floss to everything. Absolutely. So, it doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that that'd be a good entry in when I've told teachers, just, you know, get out there and just move around. Or they have the kids to do the dances. You know, it's like, hey, I want you to get up and dance for yourself, like I was saying earlier. Um, that's a good start starting point. And just to clarify, the toothbrush was kind of a, a hip gesture that maybe wasn't appropriate for a second grader to be able to do. They thought they were being very creative uh, inventing the toothbrush move, but it maybe wasn't a, appropriate for school. But I would recommend checking out, you know, if you just like like Chris was saying, getting your toes wet, you know, jumping in a little bit. Check out MLSP on YouTube and just put some of their videos up and, and dance with them. Put Coach Perillo's dances up and just do some. You know, I have some some movement stories on on my channel, you know, and, and Chris has a lot of content on Twitter. Um, and then you can also go to openphysed.org. I go to the dance K through two. That has some movement stories like Popsicle is kind of a conversational movement dance for K1. Uh, in instant activities, K through five, Dan Tennyson 
contributed a really awesome activity called Trolls Tag, which is basically a tag game that when you get tagged, you go and dance as a reward to get back in the game. Um, and it's got a cool story about the trolls and the Bergens. Uh, and, and definitely the second what Chris said, I mean, in, you know, freeze dance is one of the most powerful non-pressure things because no one's looking at anyone else. They're just trying to not move when the music turns off. You know, so they're doing whatever crazy move they want to do, uninhibited, and then they freeze. You know, so that those are all good things to get your feet wet. And then once you feel comfortable, like Chris was saying, if you get enthusiastic about it and you get a little out of your comfort zone, then they're going to then they're going to really get into it. And then when you want to get more into your curriculum with dance, practice it at night, practice it on the weekends, bring another you know few teachers in and say, hey, I want to try this dance. I've never done it before. Maybe it's a cultural dance or a line dance you don't know. Look at some videos online about it, practice it, and then go in and tell your students, hey, this is the first time I'm doing this. I'm going to make mistakes. But that's okay because we are all going to make mistakes. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. We're going to have a growth mindset and just have fun with it. Yeah, I definitely. I want to I want to follow up on that. That's and what Mike Michael said earlier with the uh, intimidation. If you're intimidated, own it. Tell the kids, be honest about it. Yeah. And throw your self out there that is very powerful and the kids will love it love you for it and going back to obviously i'm teaching yoga i i feel very uncomfortable teaching yoga i love yoga though so i'm gonna put i'm gonna put a youtube video on why 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 do i need to go recreate a routine when i've got resources on youtube so use our use our youtube channels but the where i started when i was still very intimidated by dance i saw that i had a group of third and fourth graders that absolutely love dancing. And I'm, 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 not, I'm not teaching you, I'm not teaching them dance. That was the mindset I was in, unfortunately. But what I did was I embraced their love for it and we turned it into a little weekly competition. We called it a dance off. So we put one class on the east side of the gym, one class on the west side of the gym. And I would play three songs and I was the judge and I chose the winner and they absolutely loved it. And I have kids to this day that are in college now that say, hey, do you still do the dance-offs? And it's, it's resonated with them for years. And that's where it all started for me. Just put the kids in control. Put them make a dance circle, and whoever's brave enough to go in the middle will follow along with you. So whatever you can do, just get that, just plant that seed and just get it going. It's going to be awesome for your kids. And it's going to make great memories for them. And they're not going to be intimidated like I was or like, uh, Michael was when when I was in college, I was terrified. I was I went out to I went out to dance clubs and I stood against the wall every night. And I, I tell my kids or I tell people that uh, teachers that I get in front of, nobody ever looks at the guy on the wall and says, "Wow, that guy looks super cool leaning against the wall." Over there. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at the Brandon Hurwicks and saying, "Wow, I wish oh we could do that with him." I don't know if they're saying, hey, look at that guy, super cool. They're saying, what is he doing? But I was having fun. I just want to clarify, too. You know, it, there's a difference between a lazy teacher who's just showing uh, act, uh, videos and then the teacher who's getting in it. Like Scott was saying, too, if you're going to put a video on, you better be right there with your students Absolutely. doing it with them. You know, and you better be talking about it after with those depth of knowledge questions afterwards. How did it feel to try something new? How did that movement feel, you know, when the song got faster? Or if you're doing yoga, like that one position that, that was a little out of your reach, what are you going to do to work on that to get better next time? So, um, you know, we have a multitude of resources. There's never been a time in history where we've had more resources at our fingertips. But the difference between a lazy teacher and an excellent teacher is how you implement that that you're participating with them, setting the example, and then how you follow up with that. Now, Ben, if I can ask you for a second to kind of take this question and spin it on its head a little bit. We've talked a lot about using students as leaders and... Sorry. What are you eating, <laughs> Perel Williams? What are you eating? <laughs> right, I, I, I think it's Chris, right? actually, who's, who's shouting down over there. Uh, <laughs> Diesel bowl cereal <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Someone's playing spoons over there with, with pots and pans and a metal spoon. And Chris is playing the cup game over here in one corner. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <clears throat> As I was saying, you're going to be able to edit all this out, right? Yeah. I, I. You know what? I might just put it in. I might just leave it in. 
as it is a blooper reel. <laughs> yeah. Ready and scene. So Ben, all three of uh, the other guys have talked a little bit about using students as leaders and letting their motivation and their inspiration kind of hang on for a second. Hmm? <laughs> it must be Scott. Can we switch to plastic silverware, please? Take, I'm good. I'm good. You good? Everybody's done with their cereal. All right. We're good. Yeah. Anyone need a bowl of ice cream before we get started? Or uh... <laughs> no, I'm gonna look fatter in the videos next time if I have any more ice cream. Anyway, <laughs> All right. So Ben, the other guys have mentioned using students to kind of drive the inspiration and the motivation to let them be leaders in the class to kind of help break that ice. What do you do in your classroom to maybe motivate a student who is not? super duper engaged in dance or is a little apprehensive about putting himself or herself out there? Well, kind of to, to go back to what Scott was saying about being the, the one on the wall, you know, when you go places, that, that was me as well through middle school and high school. I, I didn't really care to dance. I was the guy that sat by a speaker and then afterwards yelled at everybody because I couldn't hear them because my ears were blown <laughs> out, of, out of whack. Um, to where I got to college and I danced a little bit and you know I had a few dance classes ballroom and swing or whatnot you know and I'm like well this stuff's not too bad and so I kind of talked to the kids like you know I'm I was right there with you I didn't like to dance in like I didn't I didn't even didn't know how to dance in elementary just only what I saw at the wedding and so when I hit middle school I didn't know what to do so I had that conversation like look this is a great way for when you get to middle school when you get to high school you can have a few things in your pocket that you can pull out if you go to a dance, you know? Yeah, it's not for everybody, I get it, but, you know, other activities aren't for others either. So we just, we gotta meet halfway and everybody's gotta try to do their best. And um, I'll pull them to the side and, and work with them. And if I'm projecting a video, I will say, you know, if you look, if you stay towards the back, um, you don't have to worry about anybody watching. Cause some of the kids is like, I don't want people seeing me. So I'm like, we'll just stay to the back because guess what? They're staring at the person on the screen. They're not. They're not looking at you, you know. Um, and so there's that. And then, you know, just having those conversations with the kids and and asking them too what makes them uncomfortable with dance. Is there a certain part that they don't like or or whatnot? And, and meeting them on their level and and trying to find that interest and and just using it. How about the rest of you guys? Any other tips or tricks that you use to help engage students who are a little a little too vulnerable? Yeah, definitely YouTube, again, is a great resource. I love, I, the only problem I have with getting kids buying into dance are my boys. And most of my boys are great, but a small percentage of them are not uh, comfortable with it. So I'll pop in a YouTube video and I'll show them a Steph versus LeBron James dance-off video, or I'll show them an NFL touchdown dance compilation and definitely check the music first because some of those compilation videos <laughs> hardcore rap but i've got a few on on my notes that i share on my website mlspe.org any of my dance notes you can go check those they're on there right now and it's got links to videos that and once the boys see their the athletes that they worship dancing and showing that it's cool they they've been way more likely to buy in I know one thing that's worked for me in, in the past is letting kids choose what song they want to dance to. Sometimes it's, it's that simple, just dancing to your favorite song, getting into that comfort zone. And, you know, that that could be the, the little extra oomph that gets you over that hurdle and get you moving and grooving out there. Now, yeah, and oh, go ahead, Brent. I was just going to say, just to, just to follow up on that, you know, like Scott said, that's a brilliant thing. At the end of Hitch, there's also really cool, like, dance where – uh, Kevin James and Will Smith and the two uh, women actors in that in that movie, they're like all dancing down like two lines of people clapping. You know, videos like that are also really cool to share. My coworker Elise Lachlan uh, put on this video where it's just this like kind of fisherman looking guy like on a marina who's just dancing to Beyonce for like <laughs> six minutes. And I mean, in the middle, spoiler alert, in the middle of the dance, he like falls like on the slushy ice. And then he gets up, like the music stops, he gets up, he starts dancing again, you know, the kids are laughing to it. And we're talking about, we're not really laughing at him. We're laughing because he meant that as a comical thing in the song. And, you know, no one's around. He's enjoying himself. Everyone is enjoying watching him, you know? So I think as if you frame your 
either do dance, some kind of dance thing, rhythmic thing every day, so that the time if you get to a dance unit, you've already led up with the progression that they feel comfortable. Just really quick too, there's another great resource on Open Phys Ed on Dr. Teresa and Dr. Stephen Cohn's website. There's like a link to it in the beginning of Open 3 through 5. Um, and they have a sports picture dance where you lay a whole bunch of sports pictures around the room or in a circle and everyone moves to each of the sports pictures and one is like a woman throwing a javelin one's like the heisman uh trophy move in a in a picture in football one is like a diver about to dive into the pool and then they strike that pose for eight seconds and then they move or eight counts and then they move to another picture and then they do that so they're looking at these sports again like that they love or maybe that they've watched you know somewhere and then all of a sudden wow can you put, you know, four of those moves together for eight counts each? And then you have, you know, you have a 32 count section of a dance. You know, all of a sudden they've, they've become a choreography just, just by learning the, the moves that they already know from TV or from other sports. So that's another cool resource that you could check out to, to kind of ease them into the dance. Now to kind of take that ball and run with it, pun intended. Um, gotcha. hey you guys have mentioned YouTube videos, uh, a few of your individual websites. Uh, Brandon, you mentioned the the K through two and three through five modules on Open. What are your other favorite external resources that could help a teacher out with dance? I, I feel like for those teachers that we mentioned before, who are maybe struggling to get their their dance ed game going strong, the more resources that they can be provided with, the better. What's you, what's your top external resource that people might not be aware of just yet? Um, for K. Especially K through two, I think Go Noodle has some really silly and some really fun songs. They have some Zumba songs. They have some Cuckoo Kangaroo songs that are perfect through K through two and then three through five. Uh, again, that Dr. Teresa Cohn, her website has some really great information. Uh, Becky Vollmer, Fulmer on on Twitter just put out some dance gifts in a collaboration with Dance Play, and the dancers might be working with that. So those are really cool to put those gifts into a move. Um, and then again, if you want to get a little more serious with your dance game, check out the Kennedy Center uh, because they have some really cool instructional videos on like African dance and folk dance and um, how to how to get a little more in depth with your your dance game. Uh, I think I, I do a lot of ad lib here, like Disney songs. Mm -hmm. um, I think the kids can relate to those a lot. Like even you know going back to Shrek stuff, um, just adding those different songs in. Um, because my ad lib and the stuff I do, like, you know, the copycat things um, and just use like different equipment. But uh, those those is my external thing is that. And I just try to look at these three guys here, stuff that they may post on um, Twitter, YouTube, uh, see what they're doing uh, of recent years since I got to know them in this past uh, 18 months. Um, I try to, um, you know, mirror a lot of stuff that they do and then adapt it to my kiddos and what we have. But um, the Disney songs where I get a lot of inspiration from, you know, and watching movies, I'm a kid at heart so see what they do then throw that stuff in there you know and try to you know make a few voices if i can get them right especially the turtle from uh finding nemo yes crush <laughs> righteous righteous you can't go wrong with a good disney song <laughs> yeah and if, if i can throw down a challenge just like crush challenging squirt to like go out into the ac and kind of find his way and then come back to his homeland in the water uh you can cut that out, Miller. Um, <laughs> if I can throw out another challenge, you know, I definitely recommend that everyone goes to conferences, whether it be a local or a national conference, you know, your local AFERD or uh, your local or your district or your national shape conference or, um, but when you're at that conference, I want to throw down the challenge, find a dance presentation, go to it and be an active participant. And as you're actively participating, think, What's at least one thing I can take away from this presentation and throw into my unit or throw into my lesson the next week or when I do dance, you know, cause I think a lot of people look at it and they go, ah, you know, like we were talking about the whole time. Oh, I don't know if I can do this, but really everyone has the ability. If you have a heartbeat, that means you have rhythm, you know, you can go and do it. It's just a, it's an act of will, you know, so make like Will Smith, Get jiggy with it, and your students will love it. Now, to segue right off that getting jiggy with it, uh, I believe Chris and Brandon have both mentioned <laughs> the dancers 
at least once or twice during this uh, this chat here. Can we talk a little bit about who they are, what they are, how they came about? Who wants to take the lead on this one? I see Ben's raising his hand. He wants to jump in on this one. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna let Scott take this one. <laughs> All right, fire away, Scott. We proudly introduce. Uh, cue the trumpets. Well, the the dancers all started from just me reflecting on my journey as a teacher and somebody that became more comfortable with dance. And it all started with me at a conference. Like Brandon mentioned, I went to the dance session and it was a guy that was probably in his 40s and was a basketball coach and he had i wouldn't say he had good dance moves he wasn't very fluid but he had very good rhythm and he could stay on beat and then i saw all the attention he was getting from all these female pe teachers afterwards <laughs> and I, was like, Wait a second. I can do all the stuff that that guy didn't do anything that great and then i started i started dancing way more in in my class and then it just it just took off for me and just reflecting on the the influence he had on me, it made me realize how powerful it was to highlight males who will get out there and dance. And I've met uh, these guys through conferences and through open trainings and all that good stuff. And they're just amazing dancers and they're enthusiastic about it. They're super creative. And they're way better choreographers than me. So I was like, instead of me choreographing a whole dance, why don't I just put parts together featuring each one of these guys and then you know a cool way to highlight all these guys that are dancing cool collaboration you know put it out there on youtube and i don't have to do as much work and it's been a really cool um just a good way to to, to talk to and encourage other pe teachers to dance and then you get other male pe teachers coming out of the woodwork asking hey can i be in the next dancers dance and to kind of add on to what brandon said don't just go to the conference well you know go to the conference check out the dance session then submit the next year you be the dancer at your state conference your local pd whatever whatever conference whatever pd you can make it to you get in there and you take the lead and share what you learned on twitter you can go show two ben dances two of my dances and then two from two other ones from youtube and that's a dance session you don't have to give us credit you just get out there and and, and show that males are willing to get out there and dance and the power of us getting out there and dancing is just immeasurable i hear from colleagues all over the place whether it's male pe teachers that love to dance but are apprehensive about doing it they love putting our videos up there i have female pe teachers that are not apprehensive but it's tough for them to get the boys to buy in but then they put one of the dancers up and they they get right on it and they, and they love it because they have a positive male role, role model, which I would, I would attest that most of us have not had growing up. I know I didn't dance until college in any type of PE setting. And from the yeah, other three it, featured dancers, uh, can you speak a little bit more from your perspective as to why it's important to you to be part of this group? I'll, I'll go. I, so I think it was a really cool idea when, when Scott approached me about it and was talking about it because, like he said, it, it really puts a lot of perspective and kids see different male role models from other places. Uh, I know when I play the videos in my class, the kids, first course, they always ask, where are you at? Where are you at? Are you in this one? But I, I love the fact that they get to see somebody else rather than just me, and they get to see other faces. And it is really big because – I, sometimes a lot of the times it's the boys who, like Scott says, to get them to buy into it. And when you can see and show other males doing stuff, it, it's it really helps. And I tell the kids too, you look, you know, over the boys. I'm like, look, you know, I, I'm not, I'm just moving side to side. That's all it is, and maybe doing some funky things with my hand. But I, I really like how Scott pieces it all together. I love the fact that, like him, I, I have I've really slowed down. On my videos, I'm posting stuff because I feel like it's a lot of the same things over and over again, just a different song. And so by being a part of this project, it's it's really nice that he's doing that and he's taking the the reins uh, on the project and, and running it. And he's like, all right, here's your section. And I only have to do 
you know, 16 beats or 32 beats. And that's a heck of a lot better than a whole song. And I'm like, man, I can handle that. And I know it does take a long time to, to take all those short clips and kind of piece them all together. But it's definitely beneficial for the kids because they love watching different ones. And everybody does their own thing where a kid, like the Sia song we did, every time Brandon gets on there, and I heard it today, one of the kids like, oh, my favorite part, this one's, oh, I can do this one. Like, so you get the kids who don't struggle with the, who struggle with the dance scene by having different people. It gives them an, a, a, there's got, there's usually somebody in there that they can follow that they're comfortable following. And so that's what I like because everybody can put their own twist on the way they see the song go. Yeah, I, and I appreciate that. And it's so fun. I mean, my favorite part is is if you watch uh, Ben Frillo's part, uh, which, which song is it? He, he's got... It's well, the same song, same the Sia song. Right. So see, in that one, my favorite part is when Ben gets out because everyone thinks he's like this classically trained dancer because he flourishes his hand out <laughs> and then he moves so slowly. And then he does this like, it's not an aerial move, but it almost looks like his feet leave the ground and one <laughs> hand comes up into the heavens and another reaches to Mother Earth and like he does this like spin and like time stops and your heart fills and it's just incredible. The kids love it. But you know, but I was as as uh, Scott and Ben were talking, I was thinking, you know, there's three things that are really big for me. First is again the teacher connection. Just to connect with these guys totally inspire me and motivate me and fill me with so much energy. You know, and I know Scott's got a Scott's really started in, in cooperating. If you dig deep on his YouTube channel, you know he's got the Meta Met Merriweather, uh, his school dancing. And I would encourage you to reach out to men and women on your staff and create a dance. And again, like Ben said, it doesn't have to be a newly choreographed dance. Find one of our dances and just take it. You know, use the same moves and choreograph it because the second piece is that student uh, engagement is going to be huge. You know, whether it be them just seeing Chris Walker tear it up, you know, and them like, oh, I can't yeah. wait for Mr. Walker's moves, you know, or it um, it seeing you on screen, you know, they're going to go home and they're, you know, that's that's a physical activity outside of school. They can go home and they have access to these videos whenever they want to do them. Hey, after dinner, can we do a dance or a video? You know, the the piece with that as well is my coworker, Elise Hawkins, did a great job. Um creating a dance in our curriculum where we put up a green screen, we pick a song, three songs that they get to choose from again, that student choice. And then they get to create the moves in a small group, choreograph the moves in a small group. One person's a choreographer, choreographer. Another person is making sure the group's on rhythm. And then two other people are making sure that the song we have the, the third, fourth and or the fourth and fifth graders, or maybe just the fifth graders create it for the kindergartners. And that, um, that third and fourth person are kindergarten specialists. So they sometimes will drop into the kindergarten class to observe, and then they'll let the other students know in the group if the moves are too hard uh, or too easy for the kindergartners, which is a cool buy-in piece for them. Um, and the last thing I just wanted to shout out is that, uh, you know, it's awesome to see men dance because that's a great influence for our young boys in class our young men in class and also for the young women in class but i don't know if scott wants to drop the new news now but there might also be some new dance her videos to accompany the dancer videos so everyone in your class is going to be motivated and everyone in your class is going to have someone to follow along and emulate and uh, you know and respect and try to try to live live and respect I absolutely love it. I, I, I have to say, as a teacher, uh, I love the fact that you guys are not only inspiring students to do their thing and to move to rhythm, but also inspiring and empowering teachers to want to join this movement and want to pick things Myself up. included. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, last question on my end, and it's, it's the high-hanging curveball. No <laughs> wrong answers here. We'll start with Mr. Walker. Chris, what is your favorite all-time song to dance to? Um, you might have to come back to me on that one. All right, we'll, we'll go around the horn. Mr. Williams. Definitely Chainsaw. My kids love that song. It's a very physical song. The song is is very well, well done. It's kind of, it's not really well known, but if you go to my channel, MLSPE, 
It is one of the more highly viewed songs. Very easy to do. K through five, love it. Actually, I've taught it to adults. When I was in Iowa, we we uh, the social we tore that place down to Chainsaw. Everybody loves Chainsaw. So uh, Family Force Five, Chainsaw, love it. Song. Brandon, how about you? Uh, I was gonna. My answer was gonna be whatever uh, sets my heart astir and gets my feet and arms moving. <laughs> But that's not a specific song. No, no, it is uh, not. No. Uh, I love to to calm my students down or get them excited. The Goldfish song by Lori Berkner. I always get excited when she retweets me on Twitter because the Goldfish song is my one of my favorites. I feel like the song Celebration, uh, no matter how old or how young you are, always gets people moving. Um, and, of course, Can't Stop the Feeling uh, is also well. But I think my – Maybe not my favorite song, but my favorite powerful move in physical education has to be the Kinder Polka. <laughs> yes, I knew it was coming. You, I knew it was you coming. You are awesome. You are. That awesome. is the Brandon Herwig power move, the Kinder Polka. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> ben Perillo, favorite song to dance to. Uh, is this like for my students to dance to, or for for me when I hear? Either and or both. Either and or both. Um, it's tough because sometimes I just hear a song and I just start dancing in the middle of class and the kids look at me like uh, that something's wrong with me. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, come on. It's not like you haven't seen me dance before. Come on. Um, ooh, I'd have to piggyback on Brandon, you know, um, Timberlake song that would, you know. Can't stop the feeling. Yeah. And then, because uh, and I start moving. Old time a rock and roll. Yes. Nice. Song and and I I've got to I got to move to that and I, I think that's because I can picture uh, my my uncle uh, dancing to that um, at all the weddings that song play and bam he'd be out there on that floor doing a swing to it and I'm like oh man and so every time <laughs> I hear it, I start moving I grab a kid and I start twisting or something so that song definitely will will I I I hear it I got to move. In terms of the students, they tend to really like uh, Starships. Sure. I don't know why they like that one. <laughs> I think it's a little cowboy, cowgirl, lasso-y thing they get a kick out of. Um, they always laugh and they do it. And between that one and uh, the Me Too. I have Me Too. They, they like that one. It's That's funny to watch them mirror that. Um um, that's an, I guess that's another song I hear that and I usually try to dance along to me too for as sure. well for sure Chris Walker back yeah. to you bud ah, alright so uh, I'm that odd guy like I can't I can never remember a song <laughs> the name of a song but once it starts playing I'm jumping so one that steps out that, that, that every time I hear it now is the Ed Sheeran um, song um, oh lord what's the name of it <laughs> uh, Shape of You Shape of you. Yes. You the man. And um Michael <laughs> when Jackson I, when remember I... the time. When Michael Jackson remember the time is the other one that gets me gets me moving. And I'm like, yeah. I was on the way to this watching that video with him dancing. Yes, sir. Uh, Throwback. Remember the time? I, I was yeah, I was I was rolling. <laughs> I mean none of y'all were born when it came out. <laughs> but uh that those two <laughs> those two get me. Um those two songs really got me. I mean then then like how Ben says, if something comes on. I'll start grooving to it no matter whatever it is. It's, you know, I enjoy it. I'm trying to like, trying to do a dance in the car, you know, almost wrecking sometimes. Um, <laughs> and, um, some I've come up with and I can't remember how the steps to them. But uh, yeah, I mean, and there's one, I guess I can't remember the Kid Crack song that we was in, um, that, that that we played, I think it was in Louisiana um, doing that one. It was, uh, who sang that song? I think it's a Justin Timberlake song um, that the guys were talking about. Can't remember the name of it, but uh, <laughs> uh, that, that's a, that's a good one. The kids just love that one. Excellent. So, what about yeah, you, Miller? That was for kids only. My my adult song is T Pain Booty Work. <laughs> Add that to your playlist, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey! I got a, I got an adult song. It's your birthday from Luke. There you go. <laughs> Perhaps not safe for the work playlist, but yeah. add it to your personal playlist, ladies and All gentlemen. Right. Or maybe maybe gas pedal. Who knows? <laughs> what about you, Miller? Uh, in that same vein, I love uh, busting a move to Party Rock Anthem. I love it. Um, uh. 
but my favorite song to do with the kiddos is OMG. Oh sure. Uh, cause there's some slow parts. There's some fast parts. There's it's, it's a lot of, a lot of variation. So I'm a big Bruno Mars guy myself. Yeah. A, little, a little uptown funk. I feel like you can't, you can't hear that song and not, yeah. not start not bopping shake along it, to shake it. Shake it a little bit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Gentlemen, I wish we can keep this party going on all night, but unfortunately, I believe all six of us do have work tomorrow morning. So the time has come for us to say goodbye. Folks that are listening, uh, ho- there's no shortage of, of academic n- nuggets of knowledge dropped today. We're going to have as much of the resources that were mentioned, uh, Twitter handles, websites, YouTube channels linked to the show notes for this, for this, uh, this episode. So make sure you tune into those. Uh, I would love, on behalf of Mr. Miller, to thank Scott, Brandon, Chris, and Ben for, for hopping on with us tonight. Ben, I apologize again for the, the time zone snafu. <laughs> Central Standard Time gets me every time. I apologize for that. No, it was it was my end. I wasn't I wasn't thinking. <laughs> but thank oh, you guys so much for being on I'll today. Get a name my school. All right. All right. Uh, thank you. Thank you all. Good, good dancing. So that is a wrap for episode 14 of the Open Forum Podcast. If you have any other questions, again, there is so much information dropped today. Feel free to reach out to us by email at openforumpod at gmail.com. You can always tweet at the show at openphized. Or if you want to tweet at Mike or I directly, you can reach me at phizedfreak. And I am at coachmillerpe. Uh, Mike had a little spiel in the beginning of the show today about reaching out to us with questions, comments, concerns, and we truly, truly, truly love to hear from all of our listeners out there to keep the show as as listener-focused and listener-centered to hopefully keep giving you the resources that you want. We truly want to keep this show an open forum. That's a wrap for tonight, and until next time, stay active, everyone. This podcast and all of the great services provided by Open are made possible through the support of U.S. Games and BSN Sports. Every time you purchase physical education and athletic equipment through U.S. Games and BSN Sports, you are supporting a network of teachers helping teachers. Open is a public service organization. Learn more at openphyzed.org.